we're going to, um, you know, I've been sharing in the Word about the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit, and um, I'm going to uh, remind us what our mission statement is as a church. Do you guys remember what our mission statement is? I'm going to quote it, and if you want to quote it with me, uh, I want to encourage us why we exist on this planet. We are raising up radical, passionate, aggressive lovers of God and people from the next generation who love deeply, serve sacrificially, speak truthfully, live holy, and go globally in the supernatural power and presence of the Holy Spirit, calling all people to confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Can I have an amen on that? Yes. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, one of the things that we're going to talk about today is the supernatural power, going globally in the supernatural power and presence of the Holy Spirit. We had a team go to Russia in the supernatural power and presence of the Holy Spirit. And they came back this week, and they're going to share about what God did in Kalmykia, Russia. This is the southern part of Russia where they are Buddhist. There is very few Christians in this community, and the gospel is being preached and declared, and the good news and calling people to Jesus Christ is happening. Are we excited about that? So guys, welcome Ben, Sarah, and Shelly to the floor as they're going to share what God did in a powerful way in Russia. Welcome home. I, would, I don't even know how to say it in Russia, but we love you. Amen. Bless you. Yan is naive. What's that again? Yan is naive. I have no idea. <laughs> we use that a lot. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Babshia. 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 How are you all? Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. We'll pray for the interpretation of tongues, or we have Delina; she can yeah. interpret. So Delina works too. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, we're just going to share some quick testimonies. Um, a calling God has placed on our lives, uh, being sent out from this place, and the anointing that was upon that. You guys wouldn't even. You guys are about ready to hear the anointing that was sent out with us from being sent from this body. So. Um, I'm going to open in a quick word of prayer, and then Shelly's going to share, and then Sarah, and then I think I'm going to wrap things up. So, yep. Uh, Father God, we just uh, we thank you for this body. God, we, we thank you for a house that honors your calling to the nations. God, I, I thank you for the favor that you have placed upon us, and um, even the mindset that in, in the midst of fear, God, that, that we would shred that fear for um, your, your uh, robe of righteousness, God. That, that we would tread not, not just lightly, but in the full supernatural power, God, that you have given us and the full authority that we have as sons and daughters, as co-heirs of Jesus Christ. God, I, I thank you for your kingdom, and I, I thank you that your kingdom is advancing. And um, even though we don't see the, the full seeds that are being planted as they're maturing into to vineyards, God, and as those seeds are being transported and transplanted across other nations from this house, God, I, I thank you for, for the faith you've placed in our hearts to see the, um, the message that you've placed in our hearts that burns, to see it through to the end. And I thank you for the uh, courage to run the race that you've given us. I, I pray that you would just, um, you'd be with us as we're sharing that your testimonies, the, the full power that you had on them just as they happened, God, that they would be experienced here in this house. And as we are blessed, as we are sent out, God, I, I ask that the blessings that we, we saw and that we experienced, God, that they would be tenfold in this house this morning. And, and even that word would be carried out, God, and, and you would even highlight and, and bring up revelatory knowledge upon your house tonight, God. Uh, we just thank you and we praise you and, and we just, uh, we're excited for all you have to share, God. So breathe upon this word in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, I have notes because I don't want to be all over the place, and I tend to do that without notes. Um, so, so yeah, so, wow, uh, did we, we sure did go into this nation full of the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. I mean, it was no joke, and Johnny even said that this is one of, um, this trip stood out to him as being one of, of significant um, 
miracles like type things like it's just supernatural it was just more supernatural than than one that he's ever experienced before and so it's just amazing and um <clears throat> i just we all are just overflowing with gratefulness for this house and this body of believers who prayed for us and um you know, uh, we felt your prayers the whole time. I mean, none of us got sick. I normally struggle with back issues and like the driving that happens in that place. Can we just talk about the marshrutkas for just a minute? Is that how you say it? Okay, so there are these buses, right, that um, they're like vans. Okay, they're vans. And they, they have seats for 15 butts. However, however, <laughs> they cram way more than 15 people on that bus. I mean, we're talking like like 30 people get on this bus, and you're like cracked in, like crammed in like sardines. And then, and then traffic laws are more like suggestions. <laughs> and the anxiety that I could have felt while I was there based on the anxiety I feel when I'm in the car with my husband. I mean, should have been comparable. But but uh, I was uh, at ease and at peace the entire time. Like, even even the bus rides did not affect me. It just didn't, you guys. It just didn't. I normally have back pain, and even though we were going over these speed bumps like this, like, I had no back pain the whole time I was there. It was just, it was just amazing, and there was just this total peace that was over all of us the whole time, and it was supernatural, and it was awesome. And, and uh, so all of us wanted to kind of stay focused on this thing of, um, we wanted to express to you guys what happened inside of us personally, um, what happened there, and then how you guys affected what we did, and so that's what we're all gonna, going to attempt to do. Um, but I watched Ben flourish in his shepherding gifting. You guys, I'm telling you, that man is a shepherd. Like, he makes it a point to have an encounter with every person that he, come across, that he comes across. And he really, truly, like, wants to encounter someone with love every time, and he's always thinking, how can I bless somebody? How can I bless somebody? How can I make this person's day just a little bit better? And it's constantly on his mind, you guys. And it is amazing. And I watched that happen. I just have never really known anybody like that. And so that was super cool. And so we kept calling him the whole week Brother Ben. He's Brother Ben. He's Brother Ben. Like, he's my brother. He's going to be my family for life. Like, to the point where I even use the man's deodorant. Like, we're like this, you know? So, because mine ended up missing. Sarah didn't even pack any. Like, it was... We were a stinky bunch, but but praise God for Emma having you bring that refresher spray that went to my armpits one too many times. Anyway, okay, to, like, yeah, I know you guys didn't need that information, but it was super funny, and it really brought joy to our heart during the trip. Um, so I watched Sarah basically step into every gifting she's ever been called to, but you guys are going to, whoa, just wait till Sarah gets up here, and she starts telling you what happened in her, and that was such a blessing, and it was just amazing. But... Um, so I just want to tell you about what happened when God called me to Kalmykia in the first place. And it was one of the times that Johnny's team had come here. And I can't remember if it was Erica and Miranda or if it was just the team that came over. I don't even know. But I, all I know is that I'm sitting back there like where Emma is. And the Holy Spirit just came on me. And he said, I want you to go. And I want you to break shame off my people. And it was Man, it w like I know that 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 God sent me, and I know. And I turned and I looked at Sarah, and she looks at me and she goes, we're supposed to go. <laughs> and I go, I know. <laughs> and it was just this, like, it was, ah, oh, oh, it was just this pulling. It was this part of our heart that I just knew, I knew, I knew. Now, let me tell you the story. Let me back up a little bit. Because back in 2004, I received a prophetic word from Denny Kramer. And in this word, I mean, like, the dude lit me up. I had been saved about nine months, and I had no idea the language that he was talking to me about. All I knew is that it was big, and there was no way. I was just like, what are you even talking about? But he starts talking about having an international influence on the earth. 
and going to nation after nation after nation and awakening the ancient anointing of God on the nations and about how um, God was calling me to preach and teach and he was going to double and triple anointing and all this stuff that I was just like, I don't even know what you're saying. What are you saying? You know, but the only thing that I could pull out of it was um, that God had called me to preach and teach, which is something that I've pressed into for years. I really have. And, and I knew I was called to go to the nations, just didn't know when. And um, now I realize that I've let a few mission trips go by where I was disobedient and didn't go. And, um, and so, and it was out of fear. And um, fear of a long plane ride. I mean, like I said, I have some anxiety that I've overcome. So these long plane rides or being halfway around the world or, oh, I have small children. There were all these things, of, all these excuses that I made of, of why it just wasn't the right timing to go. And, um, and so, but I said yes, because the, the way that the Lord just spoke to me, I was just like, oh, I just have to go. And so I was super sure about it. I was super good about it. I was doing great. And then all of a sudden, what was it? Five days before it was time to leave, uh, all of a sudden the brakes are put on Mike's trip and he is shut down and he can't go. And I'm like, well, that stinks. You know, I was just like, I had this moment where I was like, I started to get in fear. And I said to the, I, I, I had to call Mike and I had to go, Mike, listen, did the Lord shut the door because of a safety issue? Like, ask the Lord right now. <laughs> like, are we not safe? I need to know if we're not safe. And he's like, Shelly, no, I just don't know why, but I got that dream too. And I, that's not it. And, and as he's talking, I'm just sitting there and I'm like, yeah, okay, okay. And that part of my fear went away. I was like, okay, I know that I'm not in danger because I know God called me to go. And I know he doesn't change his mind, you know. And so here's what I did is I, then I went to my husband and I laid on the couch and I wept and wept and sobbed and cried. And he's like, why are you crying? Like, why are you so sad that Mike Brown's not going on a mission trip? Like, what is this? Like, what? You know, and I'm like, he's like, that's just, I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, you don't understand. Because I had this weird thing inside of me that, that kind of held me back. And so here's what happened, is that um, as I'm pressing in, and I'm crying, and I'm sobbing, the one thing that I knew is that Mike is a strong leader. He is a strong, strong leader. And I knew that I could hide behind that while I was there. And I knew that if he wasn't going to go, that all three of us were going to have to take a bigger role in leading. And that wasn't what I wanted. It, it brought me out of a comfort zone that I was not wanting to be in. Um, and so as I wept and cried and cried and cried, the Lord spoke to my heart and he said, you're afraid of taking big risks. And for someone to hear that coming out of my mouth, you might think, no, you're not. Like, you're you're, you do lots of stuff, but really, truly, the risks that God asks me to take are big risks, and that's what I was afraid of. I was afraid of the jumping out of the airplane risks, you know what I mean, like, like, just really just going out there, going for it, and so I, I, I was like, Lord, you're right. I am afraid of taking a risk. This is a big risk, like, this is, I'm going halfway around the world. It all just started settling with me. I'm going halfway around the world. I'm going to be away from my family. I don't even know, like, if, if we're coming home, like, at a, you know, in a timely manner, you know, all of that. It was just this, like, fear that, that rose up in me. But the Lord spoke to my heart, and he said, he said, go back and listen to that prophetic word again. And I was like, okay. And so I frantically found it, and I listened to it, and I realized that something happened in that moment. It was like, like God spoke, me, spoke to me that word back in 2004, but something lit up in me when I heard it again right before I was getting ready to go on a missions trip because finally God had ignited that, that part about the nations. And you, you guys, this supernatural peace came over me that surpasses all understanding because I don't walk in that kind of peace normally. And I had so much peace, <laughs> you know. I had so much peace. There was so much peace that I was called to go to this nation and that there was like, it, it was just this thing of like, I have to go. And then I started getting excited about what God was going to do. And boy, did he do some pretty cool stuff. And so, um, um, uh, 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 okay, so, um, the Lord gave me this scripture, Philippians 1, 12 through 14. Um, I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. 
so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to all the rest that may that my imprisonment is for Christ. And this is Paul talking about his imprisonment. And most of the brothers, having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. And there was this real knowing that we just really didn't know what we were getting into. However, um, there was there was a real peace about how God had sent us, you know. And, um, and you know, we suffered. You, like, there was no coffee. <laughs> they drink instant. And I'm a coffee snob, so it was a real sacrifice. However, the food was completely amazing. Hey, do you want to start the slideshow? Okay, um, we'll do the slideshow while, we're, while I'm talking. So anyway, the food was absolutely amazing. However, the coffee was not. But, um, but I survived. So um, um, anyway, <clears throat> so anyway, so we go. Let me tell you a little bit about Kalmykia. So Kalmykia is a republic that is inside of Russia. Um, we have, uh, I know you guys know who Erica and Miranda are. They are um, missionaries from South Africa that actually went to Samara, which is another city in Russia. And they helped to develop the outreach into Kalmykia, which is its own private, like, country inside of this country. Kalmykia is. Um, the people that we stayed with are Sveta and Yuri. And um, they are from the Samara Church, and they've been sent as missionaries into Kalmykia uh, to um, help develop the church and to help, like, bring unity inside all the churches and, and all of that. And so um, Kalmykia is um, of Mongolian descent. The people there are Asian-looking. They have higher cheekbones, and um, they just look Asian. And so, um, but there's a mix of, of, like, Russian and Asian people. So, anyway, you can tell the, the people who are, like, um, I don't know, native Kalmykians. But let me tell you a little bit about the history, because this is going to explain to you why God said go there to uh, break off shame. So, Kalmykia is um, a Buddhist nation. And everything there is motivated by fear. And um, they dedicate, th- dedicate their children to the God of death, hoping to please him. That is the least scary God, is the God of death. And um, when they're sick, they go to these, like, shamans, kind of witch doctor type things, and they invoke spirits into them to, yeah, to bring about healing in their bodies. So they're walking around completely oppressed by the devil and don't know it and think that they are like, okay. And so I'm going to tell you a little bit more history that in the, you'll probably know this better than me, Galena, but I'm just going to give you a little bit of, okay. So Kalmykia, during, during World War II, Kalmykia, there were a few people in Kalmykia that um, sided with um, Germany, that was siding with Nazi Germany. And Russia, of course, was part of the allies, was part of the other part. And the final battle of World War II was actually won in Volgograd, and, and where literally every one, every family lost at least one person in that one battle. It is like, it's this famous battle. There's this huge, like, statue or monument thing that we saw that while we were there, and it was really cool. But um, so after World War II, um, what happened was is they found out that there were certain people in Kalmykia that had, like, betrayed the government. And so they sent them into exile. They literally kicked them out of their country, and they had to go, I think, to Siberia for, like, 14 years until, um, so they, they left their homes. Most of them died. Many of them died and lost a, a member of their family while they traveled from Kalmykia to Siberia or wherever it was that they were exiled to until they were given permission to come back home in 1959. When they came back home, they came to discover that their homes and their businesses were taken over by the Russian people that just decided to move into their territory. And um, so obviously they have lots of rejection issues. They were abandoned by their government. They were, they were betrayed because not all of them sided with Nazi Germany, but they didn't care. It was everyone who's of Asian descent, who lives in Kalmykia, it doesn't matter. You're out of here. And they were kicked out. And so there are people that are still alive that experienced that because it wasn't that long ago. And if not, definitely a first generation after that. And so they just walk in a lot of fear, a lot of rejection, a lot of, um, you know what I mean, their government... Whatever. Anyway, but it, it's just, I understood it when I, when I understood the history of why God had sent me there and, and why the Lord specified shame. Feeling, you know, not good enough. I'm, I'm not as worthy as, 
the other Russian people or, you know, or whatever. And so, um, so yeah, so while we were there, <laughs> um, we did a lot of cool stuff, and Sarah's going to share the meat of that um, while she's there, but um, I had the opportunity to share in a seminar about, um, I shared my testimony of my life and the journey out of um, addiction and homosexuality. I talked about the abortion. I talked about all those things. And, um, and then I, I went into teaching about shame and about shame and how it always um, accompanies and, and brings about fear and it always brings about controlling behavior. And there's a picture in there somewhere where Ben's all wrapped up in a thing and that was part of it. And so in that seminar, it was so cool because we had a lot of, there was like seven or eight people that rededicated their lives to the Lord. There was one um, gal who accepted the Lord for the first time. There was um, a couple that was living together who decided to live separately until they were married. There was many, there was one lady that I prayed for who had had an abortion 30 years earlier and had never spoken a word about it, had never said it out loud. And she wept and wept and wept. And she was able to just talk about it and confess it and, and, and allow the Lord to even speak to that. There was another gal who came to me that um, had had an abortion five years ago before she came to know the Lord and was, was grieved by it. And so um, I took her through some RTF, spirit, soul, hurt type of stuff. And she received all the, I mean, just lots of tears and lots of, lots of healing and lots of super cool stuff. And um, um, what else happened? Um, oh, there, man, the words of knowledge and prof prophetic, it was like crazy over there. I mean, it was just really cool, you know, things. And Sarah's going to share more about that too, because that happened to her. And, um, and so that was really cool. But one of the things that I came away with and that I realized is that here in America, we are fat with knowledge. And, um, we can get on the internet and we can basically access anything that we need. If we need a teaching on something, you know, well, I'll just Google it. I'll listen to Chris Balaton or Keith Moore or I'll do this, you know, whatever. I just need inspired. Well, you know, in Russia, if you don't speak English, <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? You just can't pop in it. Keith Moore teaching, you know, they, they don't have that. There were, um, somebody prophesied over me that I was going to pray for someone who had the same issues as Truman did. And I actually had encountered two women who had the same issues as Truman did, the, whose son had the same issues as Truman did. I was able to pray with them and talk to them, and I wanted to refer them to this book. Well, this book that I had that I got a whole lot of really cool information from isn't translated in Russian. I mean, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're, um, we're just fat with knowledge in America. And, but then what I realized is that all of us that went there, um, we were so equipped for this work. And it's because in this place, we are fat with revelation in a really good way. Like, this is an equipping place. And, and if ever you thought that, um, oh, I can't do it or whatever, this church is a, just an atmosphere of, of understanding the gifts and understanding the spirit. And it is so easy to give away. When you're at a place where you're plucked out of your comfort zone and you're plopped into a place where it's just like, where their revelation is just like... They just need it, and they want it, and it's, um, I don't know. It's just something so good that we can't keep hiding. We can't keep holding it for ourselves. We have to be willing to give it away, have to be willing to give it away. And so um, it was just an amazing time. We had, we had a time where, uh, is that where we're with the students? Oh, yeah, this is with the students. So there were three times that we met with high school students because they just love to speak with English-speaking people. And, um, and so that was really cool, and we bonded with them, and then we became Facebook friends with them, and it was just really neat. But this is, this is the part where I want to talk to you about how what you guys did affected us. Um, number one, uh, Ben and Sarah and even Emma had a little bit of a, um, just this feeling like we know we're supposed to go, we know we're called, but there might be a little hiccup in our return home. And, um, but I know that that was actually one of the pointed prayers that you guys had for us. And I thank you for the breakthrough because we made it home on time. Hallelujah. 
Um, I just told you about the word that one of you guys had about a mother and son that happened to me twice. Um, uh, Galena had prophesied over me personally. That was right on. Um, Sarah walked in words of knowledge like crazy, and she's going to share with you some really cool stuff. Um, Chris said to us, um, he said the words direction, revelation, motivation. That was exactly it. We relied on Ben for direction the whole time. Ben, you feeling it? Okay. You know, it was just like, that's just what we did. And we relied on that. And then Phyllis had a word and it was hope, mercy. And I forget what you said about Ben. And that was totally it. That was it. And so we, we leaned hard on that. And then Teresa Sutherland had a word about um, a sword that was coming in and a light that was coming into Kalmykia. And there were these shards of light that were going out. And it was just like this cool thing. Okay, well, Sveta, which is the gal that we stayed with in her flat, she's the one that came to um, Kalmykia from Samara, Sveta. Her name means light. And so I was able to share with her what that prophetic word that came forth, it blessed her soul. I mean, it just, it totally encouraged her because, you know, they're in this place where they need filled up, you know, and it was just, it was just really neat. And so um, my life is forever changed, forever changed. I've stepped into something that God's called me to, and it's just really exciting. And I will be back, like always, like a part of my heart is in Russia. I legit have dreams where people are speaking in Russian. And, um, I, I wake up and my heart is there. And, and um, uh, one thing I want to say, and I think Ben's going to touch on this, but um, it really isn't an accident that we went to Russia. We have Galena, who's from Russia. We have Andrew, who's married to a woman from Russia. Okay? We have a church that's a half hour away that's been going to Russia for 20 years. You guys, that isn't an accident. You know, God's called us to pray for this nation, to... Um, to to help cultivate the gifts of God in them. And there is a piece of me that's there that is just like, yeah, I'm just forever changed. And I'm so thankful for everyone who prayed for us. And it was just, it was just cool. So come on. All right. So this is Sarah. Get ready to like have your mind explode. Hey, guys. <laughs> I'm really excited to share everything that happens over there. Um, I'm really thankful to be home. Very thankful to be speaking without a translator <laughs> this time and not having to pause every couple minutes. That's, that's a good thing. Um, I'm going to try to stick to my notes because I really don't want to miss anything because the Lord did some incredible things over there um, within our team and, and in Kalmykia. Um, and it was, it was just really neat. Um, there were a lot of firsts personally for me. It was my first missions trip, um, first time being in a country with a, with a foreign language. Um, first time saying, okay, Lord, I know that this might be dangerous, and I know that it might not be safe, but I'm here. Use me. I'm yours. Um, and, and he did. Um, and as a, a little side note, I just want to say that if you've ever felt called to the missions field um, and told yourself the lies, oh, well, I'm not ready, or I don't have enough gifts, or I, I don't think that I could be used, um, I just want to testify that if the Lord says to go, that he will absolutely equip you. Um, we were talking about that yesterday, and Ben shared a scripture with me. Um, it's Hebrews 13, uh, 20 through 22, and it says, um, Now may the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you may do in his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. And that was so true. I mean, just the, the way that the Lord, I know, I mean, personally equipped me and, and the rest of the team. Um, I remember sitting down with Johnny. I, I'm not sure if it was on the plane or when we first got there. And I said, okay, so what are we doing? You know, what's this about? Um, and he laughed and he looked at me with this little twinkle in his eye. <laughs> and he goes, uh, you know, preaching, prophesying, testifying, praying, evangelizing, uh, worshiping. 
Um, and he looks at me and he smiles and, and bats his eyelashes. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm sure I'm probably going every shade of white because I'm thinking, you know, okay, well, I, I don't really preach. Um, I'm not a prophet. <laughs> um, uh, I have a pretty cool testimony and I, I can surely like, pray for people. That's, that's cool. I can do that. I mean, I'm nodding, <laughs> trying not to look nervous. And he's, and he already knows. He totally knows. And he's smiling because he's Johnny and he's been there like 40 times and he knows, you know, what he's doing um, and I really didn't know how serious he was until a few days later I was um, standing at the pulpit on Sunday morning <laughs> preaching a message on encouragement <laughs> and I was like okay I believe you <laughs> um, but in that moment I was just filled with this like oh thank you Lord um, because he totally just touched me with it he equipped me he um, he, he gave me the strength to do it so that I could do it through him. Um, no nerves. It was, it was peaceful. It was good. I could say what I wanted to say. Um, and and that's, that's just his love, you know, and his, his grace in that. Um, and it, it was good. It was, re- it was really good. And then Johnny shared that day also and got a tremendous amount of response out of it. Some people, you know, came up and got healing and, you know, rededicated their lives to the Lord and just all of these amazing things. Um, it was all over it. And um, a couple of days prior to that, we all went to, it was like an open uh, square of sorts where they had um, somewhere on one of these pictures, you'll see us all standing in front of like a big um, red structure of sorts. And that's what Mike has talked about where people go and they spin the wheel uh, with their prayers and yeah, that one and that kind of thing. Um, and, and a lot of people go there recreationally too, you know, with their kids. And we thought that we'd go out and um, have some balloon animals for the kids and just do a little bit of worship. Um, and we had the band from Samara with us. And um, he's got his guitar, and I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be a good thing. You know, we're going to play with some kids and maybe, you know, get to pray for some people and, and this is and play some nice music. It's going to be great. And then uh, Roma, the guy who plays the guitar, goes, we can't sing in Russian because of the new law. And I'm like, uh, okay. And uh, one of the things that I promised the Lord before this trip is that I would be radically obedient uh, to whatever he called me to do. Uh, and in this instance, he says, sing. And I say, uh, Lord, is that you? <laughs> um, and he said, sing. And I said, okay, yeah, you mean like quietly to myself to worship and, you know, and that kind of thing. And he says, sing. <laughs> and I knew exactly what he was saying. And I was like, okay. Um, but I'm just like, Lord, you can't be serious. I, I don't sing. Like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, and I was shaking my head and, and I go up and I'm like, okay, what, what English songs do we know? <laughs> Um, and of course, Rome is super talented and knows like all of them, <laughs> all of the really popular ones. Um, so I sang in the square and we worshiped, um, and it was, it was a good thing. We, we got to, you know, play with some kids and, and talk with some people. Um, uh, there were some videos taken against my will, <laughs> um, and, and it was great. Um, all was well until later. I, I can't remember if it was that day or following Roma, the, the guy from the band comes up to me and he says, um, he, he had he used English, but it was a little broken. Um, and he says, we sing concert on Sunday and you come and you sing three songs. <laughs> and I was like, no. <laughs> and he was like, uh, yeah, three songs in English. You sing, okay? Okay. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, Lord. Um, and in my mind, I'm thinking like, are you sure you didn't mean for Mike Brown to come? Because that's totally <laughs> his gift. <laughs> like, that's him. That's him. Um, and I agreed. And, and guys, I, I didn't sing, but in Russia, I did. And now I do. Um, and he touched me with his gifting. Um, and, and the cool thing is, um, the cool thing is I was able to use that to, um, to help other people worship. And I think that it blessed some people, but it blessed me even more because it filled desires of my heart that I didn't even know that I had. Never in my mind would I would have thought that that would be something even somewhat enjoyable. Um, but it totally was, and it was good, and the Lord was all over it. Um, and, then, and then, like Shelley said, we got to meet with the, the English students, and that was absolutely a blessing. Um, not necessarily providing ministry, but just being able to be in relationship with these people and, and let them experience that uh, and talk to them about what their lives are like. 
and, and that kind of thing. And that was that was really special. Um, the food was amazing, absolutely amazing. Um, the the women that Mike had talked about that that spend so much time preparing this food and cooking this food, and then they serve it, and it's just this amazing act of um, love, honestly. And, and we were so blessed by it the whole time. Um, blessed by it, and I think we all came back a few pounds heavier, but <laughs> um, that was really good. We had a lot of really good fellowship, and just being able to meet with people and pray with people um, and have women's meetings and men's meetings um, where we can kind of pour into these people and share with them. Um, I know that, that Ben shared a message or two, right, um, with, the, with different churches, and, and Shelly as well. We had a chance to have some fellowship, like in one of these pictures, fellowship with some women um, where they shared some really touching things um, and then they came up for prayer and we were able to um, pray for them. And one of the days that we were there, we had a big block of time set up um, where people were going to come in just one-on-one for for prayer. Um, and a lot of these people there um, specifically want prophecy. So they come up and, and they say, give me a prophecy. Um, and I knew that that was going to happen, and I'm thinking in my head, I almost let kind of anxiety come in, and I'm thinking, I'm not a prophet. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, you know, give prophecies. It's not really one of my giftings, and I poured it out to the Lord. I was like, Lord, these people are expecting, and I want to do, I want to follow your will, and I want to um, be able to minister to them and show them you and show them your love. Like, help, <laughs> please help, <laughs> um, and it was almost a panic, honestly, uh, but he totally showed up. And, and filled the whole entire place with his Holy Spirit, uh, and it was, like, tangible. Um, and, and he used me as a vessel for prophecy, and these people kept coming in, and this crazy stuff kept happening. Um, we, had <laughs> we had this one lady, absolutely, it was so supernatural. So we had this one lady come in, um, and the Lord dropped it on my heart that she's supposed to work with children. Um, Oh, and she was the husband lady too, right? I looked at her, I was like, are you waiting for your husband? And she was like, yeah. And so I'm like, the Lord's working on him. And we're going into that. And then the Lord puts on my heart that, uh, he puts it on my heart that she's supposed to work with children. And I was like, have you ever thought about working with children? And she's like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, Lord. I'm like, I, I just feel like you have this teaching gifting. The Lord's putting it on my heart that you have this teaching gifting. And, and maybe with children, like, I'm really feeling it. She's like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, what's happening? <laughs> like, I'm totally bombing this. This is rough. Um, and I'm like, well, okay, I'll, I'll flip to this. Just keep the door open, you know. Keep your eye out for it. If you have this opportunity to maybe work with children and with teaching, something might come up. And she says something really quick to the translator. The translator laughs and goes, she uh, leads the children's ministry at the Salvation Army. <laughs> so I don't know if she was playing me or really what happened, but um, that was really cool. We got to pray for her and kind of give her a bit of, I think, confirmation uh, in that. Um, and then there was this guy that came in who was one of the worship leaders, um, and I, and the Lord put something else on my heart, and I didn't want to say it because it sounded weird, but I was like, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm just following your lead here. And I was like, I feel like, you know, you write this music, and uh, maybe you're going to make an album or something, and they're going to play it. I was like, I know this sounds crazy, but I think they're going to play it in the, the Marshukras. Mar Marshukras, is that right? The vans that Shelly was talking about. I was like, I know that sounds weird, but it's just what the Lord's telling me. And then he starts, after we're done praying, he tells me about how, um, they're already, they're doing that. They made a tape and it's playing in all of these um, vans and stuff and just really, just really cool stuff over and over and over again. And I'm like getting excited, but really nervous at the same time. Um, there was a girl who came in and the Lord told me she wanted to go to Paris. And I was like, I think the Lord's saying, you know, that it's on your heart to go to Paris and, and that, and that you're going to go to Paris. And she was like, yesterday I was talking to my best friend telling her I wanted to go to Paris. And I'm just like, this is so cool. Um, <laughs> I mean, over and over and over, just being able to pray for these people, um, and bless them, but they didn't realize how much I was being blessed by it. Um, the whole entire time, just feeling this overwhelming love and uh, being in this place of hunger, but be feeling so thankful that he provided when I was in this place, almost of fear before, like, Lord, I don't know how to do this. And then he said, don't worry, I'll totally do it through you. And he showed up um, and it was great. 
Um, and we were we were so appreciative, like Shelley said, of all of the prayers and words um, before we left and also while we were gone. Um, I've got a cool story about one of the, the words and prophecies that I got coming to fruitation. Sandy, where you at? Okay, so you she gave me a word um, before we left that, that I had a big decision to make um, and that I was kind of at this pivotal place and there was going to be a path and that when we were in the village of Kalmykia that it was going to come to light and that I was going to know what to do. And I had actually left the hospital that I was at uh, work-wise um, and chose a new place to work for a lot of different reasons. But this new place that I was going to be working at didn't really allow much time for travel, um, no time for missions work, that kind of thing. And it's something that's really on my heart, uh, as well as just recreationally traveling, like with the mountains and stuff. Um, and I was thinking, Lord, you know, I, I really think I'm supposed to do missions work um, and so I don't know if now it's just not the season for it or what, but I was kind of pouring it out to him, but it was really conflicting my heart. Um, even, even while we were there, I was telling Shelly, um, I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can take this new job. I, and I don't know what to do because it's kind of my only option. Um, and a few days into the trip, we all kind of envisioned the village as the open market, um, which I think they consider the village as well, kind of this area that we were in. And we, we went there maybe a, a few days into the trip, and um, we step into the market, and my phone starts ringing. And I'm like, this is going to be expensive, <laughs> first of all, because it's international. So I'm like, oh, no, stop. And I'm silencing it, and it goes to voicemail. And um, months ago, months ago, I, I had applied for this job that I really wanted. I'd still be able to travel with it. I'd still be able to do missions work. Um, and the finances were on it, and it was good. But I got rejected twice, um, absolutely, like through the system. They said, sorry, we picked somebody else, shut down. And I was like, okay, Lord, not that one. Um, and uh, in this voicemail was uh, another hospital, the hospital that I had applied for months ago, calling me in for an interview. Um, and so I went, <laughs> I went to the interview and ended up getting the job. Their, their paid time off for traveling program is better than what I do now and, and everything. I mean, the Lord's all over it, <laughs> like all over it. Um, and that happened. Um, and it just so many, just so many cool things happened there, like the prophecies that, that came to light and the people that came and, you know, were able to know the Lord for the first time and the people that uh, were able to receive healing. I could tell testimonies for days about the kind of people that we got to encounter um, and pray for and the things that we saw happen and the supernatural uh, that took place there, the, the absolute miraculous from the Lord. Um, and I was so absolutely blessed by it, so thankful to be able to go and to see God move in those ways. Um, very thankful for everybody who helped send us, you know, as far as prayers go and, you know, donations go for this trip. Um, I think that we've all just been so blessed by it, and I know that the people there, too, have really benefited from it. I think especially, you know, so the conferences that were done between Shelley's um, regarding shame and Johnny's regarding spiritual authority. I think these seeds were planted. I could just see the Lord planting these seeds all over these churches um, that are going to grow up and that are going to bear good fruit for Kalmykia, for this land. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes all it takes is knocking over that one domino and you can see this, this ripple effect um, all over an entire nation. So I'm just, I'm really just humbled, really thankful. Um, I think that I'm definitely forever changed by it. I would recommend anybody, you know, trying it just once <laughs> at least. Um, and I think that Ben's going to share a little more on some of that stuff. So we can welcome him. I got to keep working on my Russian. I'm going back. I'm going back. So, yeah, previous. Um, yeah, I, I kind of, I want to establish scripturally some of the reasons that we're called to go. Uh, a lot of times when international missions comes up, a lot of people have highlight in their mind, their neighbor, their, their friend. Why aren't we pouring into this? Why aren't we pouring into that? Yeah. So, um, 
If you could just pull up for me real quick, it's Matthew 28 and 19. Sorry. It's a... Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So we know this one well. We talk about it in our, our mission statement every Sunday, going globally in the supernatural power. So now I want to transition into Luke 10.2. I'm just going to go ahead and read it. It'll be, oh, she's fast. Um, and he was saying to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. The laborers are few. Therefore, beseech the Lord of the harvest to send out the laborers into his harvest. Just so you guys know, everyone in this room is a laborer. So there are pre people all over the globe, people in Kalmykia, people in Anderson. There are people praying that God send you out. So if you get a call one day and you feel a rise to go to your neighbors and bring them a cash roll, you are a laborer being sent out. Somebody is praying for you to be commissioned today. Okay. Um, and then this last one I'm, I'm going to share, it's out of Isaiah 62, 10 through 12. And um, there's a, a woman that had a prophetic word about raising this banner. And I, I know I've talked to Tom before about seeing a banner for the nations. Um, so it's pass through, pass through the gates. Prepare the way for the people. Build up, build up the highway. Remove the stones. Raise a banner for the nations. The Lord has made a proclamation to the ends of the earth. Say to daughter Zion, see your savior, savior comes. See his reward is with him and his recompense accompanies him. They will be called the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord. You will be called sought after, the city no longer deserted. So uh, for me, that, that carries a lot of weight. So before I ever came to New Covenant, I knew I had a missionary calling. But then I got a call to come to New Covenant. <laughs> so it's living on assignment continuously. But I had this, God, when are you going to send me out? I have a heart for these lost. I have a heart for the unreached. When are you going to send me out? But I knew I was to be here. And then finally, Mike sets into motion these things for this trip with Johnny for a trip that he's not even able to go on. But he was called. He was commissioned to start the process for this trip. So for me, my, my heart raised. All of a sudden, uh, there's this new boldness upon me. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. So then all of a sudden, it's illegal to witness, to share your testimony in Russia. So all of us, it's, it, okay, that's a red flag. Okay, I could face persecution for going where I'm being called to go. Do I go? It's it's a harsh question. You could be in prison if your words aren't precise. If you don't allow Holy Spirit to grab every word that's coming out of your mouth, you might be in prison. You might face legal persecution from another nation because of what they're placing on their people. So, and and awesomely enough, this law is being enforced differently in different places. So, although the law's in place. It's up for different regions, different judges to interpret it how they want to. So for us, it wasn't so much you can't say Jesus. It's that I can't pull you into my sphere of influence. It's that you have to see what's upon my life, and you have to want it. So they will know us by the, our love. We, we are walking in a supernatural power, and a lot of times it doesn't look like people falling out everywhere we go. A lot of times it peop people are going, why are they happy? Why are they filled with joy? I, I, why? And then all of a sudden you have an opportunity to share your testimony. And that, that happened for all of us. It's how are you walking without shame? How are you able to share your testimony of everything that happened to you and walk in joy and you have no shame? And there's almost an offense that rises up in these people because it's not natural. So I want that. I want what you have. So... For me, I'm a uh, construction worker by trade. My family, I'm sixth generation concrete. I went to school pre-med. I studied Spanish, studied other languages, got to travel the world a little bit, and now I'm working concrete again. So that's a little humbling some days. I go out there and I'm like, okay, God, I, I can, you know, I, I know all these things and I know all these terms and you've trained me in so much. Why, why am I messing with rocks? So, <laughs> yeah. 
So there was a lady in uh, Canada that got to pray for me one time. She goes, you have something to impart. And I, I'm thinking to myself, I don't, what are you talking about? I know Jesus, and Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. I'll tell you all about him, but he's got the something to impart. I got nothing. And she goes, no, you got something to impart. You have foundation. And she started talking about deep roots in the gospel and what that looks like for people when, when the storms come, like, like Paul when he's on the boat and the storm's coming, his mind isn't, oh, we're, we're, we're going to die. It's, okay, God, I'm on assignment. I'm on a boat that's about to wreck, and I'm on assignment. So I get to, we're working with a special needs house, and right away I'm, I'm in my dress clothes because we're told we're going to be sharing, we're going to be playing, and right away I'm given a wheelbarrow, a shovel, and a couple rocks. <laughs> so I got to start grading out a subgrade for a concrete patio. And God talked to me again about being on assignment, but he, he, he reminded me right then, what you do has an influence globally. They need concrete here like they need concrete there, but you are a concrete missionary that is rising up a generation that is going to have deep, 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 deep roots. So I worked in a supernatural power, and they go, we don't have anything else. To How did you do that so fast? And I just, I gave glory back to God because he'll give you power. He'll give you influence even with a wheelbarrow. <laughs> um, but there was, uh, there was so much that happened. Um, there, there truly was from the inception of the trip, from people getting words of knowledge, and even having the discernment to pray before we go, there was a boldness that was placed within us that, that made no sense. It makes no sense because it's, it's God's boldness. It's not a spirit of timidity. We weren't scared to share. And uh, Shelly at one point even told me, I'm going to let it all hang out on this trip. I'm going to be completely transparent and share everything God's done, even if it's, it's a struggle. And I'm in the back of the, we are in the back of a car with her, and um Yuri's car, and I, I looked at her, and I go, Shelly, I, I just feel like there's going to be a lot more people there today than you think so. No, I, I think there's only going to be a couple, because, you know, when we've shared, it's been small group settings. But my prayer as I was prayer walking earlier is, God, draw people to this place. You draw people into this church for your word, because I can't invite them. You have to highlight this place, because I legally cannot invite them. So I'm going to work under that. I'm not going to go out on the streets. You're going to bring them in. So we would hear the door crack, and then three or four more sit down. Then, Shelly, you'd hear a voice crack, and God's just, the anointing's just falling on her because four or five more sit in. And every face she sees, she knows is someone God's going to impact because she's sent. She's on assignment. There's no doubt that as she's standing at that podium, she is called to be where she is in that moment, and the anointing is upon her, and it's not in her strength, it's not her words, but it's the words and the utterance that's given through the Holy Spirit. It's his power that's upon her. So no longer does she have fear about what she's going to say, but she begins to get excited. Something in her begins to break, even though humility is falling upon her. Because we're called to go in boldness, but it's also humility. It's a humbleness, it's a meekness, it's gentle. There, you know, a lot of times you see people bold, but you see them aggressive. The gospel's got teeth. It, it does. They're good, good teeth, but it's, it's a love, and it's a mercy, and it's, it's tenderness. That's what draws people in compared to other faiths, and, and that boldness was upon her. And every, I, I could see responsibility, just every person that walked in. She knew she was responsible, and, and that's for teachers. That's where a lot of times... I think when you see your crowd, when you see your influence, that responsibility, you don't want the weight. You want to give it back to God. And um, your, your daughters that you guys sent out, they did an amazing job. So they, they fulfilled the commissioning. They fulfilled that calling. And um, I, I got to witness a lot of it. So that was a, a joy for me. And um, there, there were times where we would look around and we – and to be honest about the persecution, just to touch on that, we, we all sensed that. It, it was present. It was present for everyone that was there. There would be lights that went on in, in the outside of the house, and you'd see the cooks kind of peek out the window. And you'd, all of us would kind of look, but nobody would say anything. And, and you'd have the thought, is, it, is now the time? I, w I was in the basement with uh, the group from Samara, the band Light, and we were all sharing our testimonies, and all of a sudden there was a... There's a knock on the door, and all of us just stop. 
and we look to the door, is now the moment? Is now the time? Because it's up for whoever wants to interpret the law, whatever it means. So we don't know. And then <laughs> relief as the door opens and it's somebody else coming to receive. But when that persecution comes, what are we going to do? It, a lot of times it's in the workplace here. We, we get it subtly because it, it's a meekness. It's, well, we, we want you to be Christian. We want you to have a moral standard, but we don't want it to interrupt what we have going on. So sometimes we're called to interrupt. And that's, that's our calling here at home is when you get that assignment to stop what you're in the middle of, to do something out of the norm because God's breathing upon it, and you know that you know that you know that you're called to go, are you willing to face persecution? It's a question we all have to ask ourselves because it's the word. It's, it's that bit of suffering we share in with Christ that we don't want to talk about because we know the joy of the Lord is our strength, but we don't want to say the joy of the Lord is our strength in the midst of our troubles. We want to remind ourselves in the midst of our troubles, but a lot of times when those troubles come, that take heart becomes hard, especially when you've got to be the one that jumps in front of the rope. So... Um, <laughs> So I'll, I'll just uh, I'll transition to a quick testimony that that I I knew I was supposed to go and I I knew that I was supposed to be there but oftentimes your your confirmation is really quiet and we had this day where we were doing the prophetic prayer with the team and and we were going in and praying for different people and before we um, went in to pray my fa- my hands they had felt dirty. I couldn't get them clean, and I was like, oh, man, what is this? And I kept washing them, kept washing them, and eventually I knew it wasn't natural. It felt maybe soup. There was something different going on, so I, I went to Shelly and went to the team, and I, I just asked for prayer real quick, and I told him, I just I can't feel clean. I don't know what's going on. There, it's like it's an unclean spirit is what Shelly had started talking to me, and, but she had grabbed my hands, and as she grabbed my hands, she goes, do you have a, a healing anointing? And I look at her, and well, yeah. She goes, well, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> I was like, I hadn't come up. <laughs> so um, she just started praying for that. And all of a sudden it rises back in. Yeah, God, I've seen blind eyes open. I've seen these deaf ears healed. I've, I've seen your miracle signs and wonders in front of me. And I, I know that you've put that on my heart to pray for these people. And all, all of a sudden I, I start feeling clean. I start feeling refreshed by the word and, and encouraged. And there's a woman that comes in, and immediately she comes in for prayer for her knees. Shelly goes, you're up. <laughs> I go, okay, we got this. And um, I, I think Sarah had put her hands on her knees, and I'm over by her shoulder, and just continued to pray that, uh, that God didn't even heal her knees, but he'd give her brand new ones so that when she got to step, she would look up, and she'd be excited because she knew she was healed, and she could run, and, and just that joy she had placed upon her. And we pray, and she gets healed which is amazing, but then we prayed for everything else in her body that she didn't even ask for, and she gets healed, and we prayed for the senses of heaven, and it's amazing. Um, but then we get done, and she gets real quiet and looks over, looks around, and goes, a few days ago, and, and she had been a former Buddhist that now believes in one God, and God's working on the cultural side of things, but um, knows that Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. Um, but she looks around and talks about this dream, and she goes, I had a dream where I had to go to the doctor, and, and I had to travel through this rain and kind of a storm, but I, I got to the doctor, and I, I got healed. And she goes, and the doctor in this dream looks exactly like this man. And she points over to me. So I'm the concrete worker with a pre-med background that, <laughs> you know, wanted to eventually do medicine, and instead of... God did surgery, and he used me that day. But this woman had a dream about me, a man of God, walking on assignment where I was supposed to be, praying for her, and she's completely healed. So when she stepped into that room, whether she wanted to or not, God placed in her heart a dream that caused her faith to skyrocket the second she stepped into that room. Yeah, supernatural. So... Whether it was intercession here in the States or we're, we're one body, 
whether it's America, Russia, China, Asia, Japan, you immediately walk in and these people are family. They're family. They have the same heart's desire to see the lost saved that you do. Uh, the difference is 99.97% of their population doesn't believe what you do. And you can't legally share the gospel in the way that we like to. And they need encouraged. And sometimes people from a small town in Newcastle uh, united with Anderson because a man has a dream, is set in motion, and they go. But there was opposition, there was fear, there was threat of nuclear war with Russia while we were gone, and God gave us the perfect window to go. But the whole time, it was, we were sent out, and I, I think, unfortunately, oh yeah, did I, I'm glad I, I didn't even see this scripture. I just passed over it earlier, so now I see it again. It's Romans 10, 14 through 15, if you could put that one up. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? How will they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how will they hear without a preacher? How will they preach unless they are sent? Just as it is written, and that scripture is from Isaiah, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news of good things. So we were sent out by you to preach the good news and salvation unto the lost. And now there have been salvations and now there are those that have been equipped to preach the good word. But how will they call on him whom they have not believed? If we really believe the word when we say that unless you call upon him and believe that Jesus is the way, the truth and the life, how can they even call on him if, if no one goes? It, it's it's an international gospel. It's an international message. It is not just for the U.S. It's not just for Newcastle. Each one of you has an assignment, and each one of you is being sent out. So our, our job today, whether it be in Kalmykia, whether it be to, and, and I know my family, they, they sacrifice. When we left, we truly did not know if we were coming back. It's a sacrifice that we knew we were called to go, and it looks crazy. To anyone, if you, uh, my, I've got a two-year-old son, uh, and now I've got a daughter on the way, and God has just blessed me radically, but I knew I was called to go. And I, I know the same is for Sarah. I know the same is for Shelly. I know the same is for Johnny every time he goes. And I, I know Mike, even before he preached, he was, he was hitting that one hard. There's a cost. And, um, but I, that's, if, if anything for this house, what I, my prayer is, is seeing us go and, and just seeing the little bit that happened is, is the small things that we're called to daily, the small assignments. If we just begin to say yes in those, we have no idea the impact. It, it, your, your prayer, your small yes, your $5 to the kid that, that wants that candy and you have no idea why you have to buy it you have no idea what their impact's going to be or, or what the domino effect's going to be. So um, I, I think Mike had something he was going to share real quick, and then I, I've got a video I wanted to show, but I'll let Mike share first. So. I wasn't going to, but I'll make it quick. Um, uh, Shelly alluded to a couple of things, how her uh, heart is with these people. Um. My heart is still with these people. Um, the, the two things I wanted to say was, was sometimes as, as church and as leaders, we don't encourage very well sometimes. So I wanted to say thank you. Shelly and Sarah and Ben. We are proud of you and thank you for laying your life down and for pushing through the hard stuff. And even though you're not my kids and some of us are the same age and I'm a little older than some of you, there, there is, as you sit there and as you equip and you hear the testimony there is a uh, 
a level of, um, in a good way, a, a holy proudness. As you see people walk in their calling. Um, the other thing is, I don't know if Ben's closing, and he'll probably close in prayer, but she, Shelley said, and even Ben said, several rededicated their life to the Lord, and one or two for the first time accepted Christ. I don't know, and I pray as, as, as we, we close that you understand and get a revelation of what has happened in those people's life. Because now they have to, we need to continue to pray for them because the culture is, yes, we accept Jesus and we add him to Buddha. And we need to pray and understand, know that you have encountered a living Jesus and that he is the only one that you serve. Because these people could, as they go back and they talk to husbands and wives and kids and they say, I'm following Jesus and no longer Buddha. There is family things that can happen. And we need to pray that they continue to be encouraged and follow Jesus. They got saved and gave their life to the creator of the universe. That is a big deal. And I believe as we have sent them out, we have a responsibility to pray for those people. And not just today, but throughout the weeks on assignment. Have the Lord dead at you. You know, you might not even know their names, but God, you know, the little old lady with gray hair in Kalmykia that gave her life back to you. Bless her, strengthen her. We need to really take, that's a serious thing that we need to come together on and as we pray. So we're proud. You did great. And we need to continue to keep praying and believing for more. Right. Um, yeah, there's just a quick video I was going to share. It's um, the, it's titled Why God Made a Missionary. So I was going to end in that real quick. And then um, for anybody that's interested, um, we'll, we'll stay up here. But Yuri and Speta, they have an amazing ministry in Kalmykia. They've got a warm house that they're about to uh, start up for addicts that um, they don't have social welfare programs like we do, the, the, the kind we do. And um, Yuri, that's his heart, is to go out and minister to addicts in the street. And um, But if, if you guys want to know more about Kalmykia or how you can support that in prayer or, or um, even maybe going in the future, if you feel called, then we'd love to share with you. So. Praise the Lord. Amen. We are all missionaries. We're all called to preach the gospel. God is raising up radical, passionate, aggressive lovers of God and people who will love deeply, serve sacrificially, speak, speak truthfully, live holy, and go globally in the supernatural power and presence of the Holy Spirit. That's who we are. And I am so proud of this team. I tell you, uh, many of you may not know, but Sarah, you bless my heart. I... I remember her in elementary school. I remember you being lost. I remember you being lost and needing Christ. And God has transformed her life. And to see her go to Russia just blesses the daylights out of me because she was lost and she has now been found. And now she's taking the gospel. <laughs> Shelley is now taking the gospel. Ben is now taking the gospel. And I want to encourage us all Take the gospel and the good news of Christ to school, to your work, to your, you are on assignment everywhere you go. We're on assignment. And I pray that you will share your testimony with a smile on how good God has been to you and what he has done in your life because there is power in your testimony. Can I have an amen on that? So guys, be blessed today, even as you go to restaurants, wherever you go today. Take the gospel with you. Take Christ and share it. Amen. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for the testimonies. We thank you that you're moving on our hearts in the power of the Holy Spirit. God, come, move, and just change us. And may you use us on assignment this week in the glorious name of Jesus. And everybody said,
Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Next week, I'm going to share on the power of the Holy Spirit again. Love you. Bless you.